Bucko Bruce, your boy Zakari, representing No Boundary Sports, talking to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers have done something we haven't done since 2002. We've won five in a row. You're listening to STLR Sports Talk Entertainment with no sidelines. Bucks win! Bucks win! Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter, and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety, and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we're going to do it. We got Practice doing things right all the time. Little things, huh? Details. And Zach. Every day you build, you got to build a foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves, game breakdowns, and interviews. So batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time for Book.Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Craig, coming to you live from STLR Sports Talk Studios. It is Tuesday. It's another Tuesday. It is it's September 11th, Eve. September 10th, mm. 9-11, tomorrow. Man, we got to do a little shout-out for them on the morning wood tomorrow. But uh, this is... Bu- very, very appropriate. Yeah. Shout-out on the morning wood. Yeah. You know, we got to get a... We're sensitive. We show love to to, to the following. You have a sensitive side. That's good. Yeah, we have a little it bit did. of a sensitive side. But uh, this is Buck That Podcast. We're going to be talking about some foosball. Happened on Sunday. 49ers got the best of us. But before like we get, Yeah, before we get into all that, though, let me introduce my co-host. Cross from me. But he's kind of like diagonal on the, uh, the, the camera situation. Got my boy Zach in the building. Um, good evening, first off, and I can't wait till that sun creeps over that big bald head of yours so I can get some shade. Don't lie, man. You got pink eye. <laughs> no, no pink eye. You got the stink L- eye. A little bit of strep throat coming, uh, getting over that, but other than that, I'm good. We also, to my right, and it's cool because <clears throat> you really are on my right over here, too. We got my boy Eddie in the building. What's happening, people? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? But, uh, you know... Kind of an interesting start. First of all, Zach picked the only uh, – he was the only one who got the game predictions right. Sorry ass, man. He kicked all our butts in the uh, the predictions. I held up the end with the lonely I – thought, I, thought I, I thought it was like uh, like golf. Like the, uh, low, lo- thought, the lowest score the wins? Low, no. Low, lowest score wins. Like I, nah. I, I, got, I got it wrong. So you guys have officially kicked my butt week one of the predictions. But uh, we'll gonna, recap that a little bit later. We'll recap that a little bit later. Starting off, though, if you guys have not heard the news, I'm sure you have. Justin Evans, officially on the IR, he can't come back until week ten, I believe. Um, dealing with some Achilles issues. Yeah, Evans had a Achilles issue earlier in uh, since August, and uh, hasn't really gotten any better. So uh, it was in, inactive on Sunday for the game against the 49ers. So the Bucks. Um, 
went ahead and put him on IR. He is eligible to return week 10. They brought him in for the last preseason game, and they were going to try to have him play, and he was running around. And it just – I don't know if he got re-aggravated, but – Yeah, it just wasn't wasn't feeling it, right. Yeah, it's not where it needs to be, and they don't want to rush him, man. Yeah, it's one of those things, you know, I, I feel like especially after the, this last game that we've seen, you know, week one, definitely some, some things that need to be ironed out. Not going to lie about that. Especially but, the heat out there. Boy. But from what we've seen from the, from the defensive backs – I definitely feel there is no need to rush Justin Evans back. Um, and and for all the folks out there watching, we will get to some of your comments and stuff. Just some of the stuff that you guys are commenting about, we're not, we're not quite on that subject yet. Um, we do have Tim thinking that uh, he he's 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 not too happy with with Jameis <coughs> Winston. Shout out to Tim, Carefree oh, Pest Tim. and Termite Solutions. If you guys are having any issues with uh, any bugs, roaches, ants termites anything around your house man give our boy tim a call 941-556-9019 my boy said winston ain't cutting it eddie aguilar you know commented winston is still my qb i believe in number three so we got a little bit of uh i like eddie I feel, yeah. i'm liking eddie aguilar that's right man. and his thoughts it's week one we're gonna break this down a little bit later you're gonna hear plenty of winston talk hang loose um but it's week one. Let's not let's not get get rid of this kid just yet. And if you want to call in to talk about it, 941-822-0715. That is our uh, Fresco Fades phone line. So be sure if you guys want to call in, chime in about what we're talking about, or you know, just give your opinion on 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 the game. Let us know what you think about Winston. Yeah, Do you think Winston needs to be gone? Yeah, we'll, we'll take some phone calls. Phone lines are open. 941-822-0715. Um, in the placement of Justin Evans going to the IR, we did sign Andrew Adams, a guy who last year played for us, had some reps for us, um, actually played in a game against, against Carolina. Carolina and had successful uh, game getting three interceptions three against the uh, Carolina Panthers. Would that be the hat trick? It would be a hat. I mean, technically that would be considered – I guess I mean we can call it a hat. Can we call it a hat trick three interceptions? I mean we're not playing hockey, but yeah, I guess you can. Right. Yeah, yeah but in, in short order, in short uh, amount of games last year, he only started four games. <clears throat> Excuse me, played thirteen with the Buccaneers. He did have four interceptions last year, a- along with uh, thirty-eight combined tackles and uh, one QB hit. So. He came Pretty in solid. in a short period of time. He was very serviceable. He led our team with four interceptions last year. Granted, three of them came against Cam Newton. Hopefully, we can get some of that good juju this week. And maybe he can get a, a pick from Cam. I mean, and this is a little bit of a different defense than he played in last year. I, I feel like it's a better defense. Oh, ten times better. For, uh, as far as, you know, the defensive. I, I, I feel the defensive rank is going to be a lot better this year. Um, I'm liking what I've seen. I mean, even using Hargraves in a more natural position that, you know, a more, I guess, catered to him style, not playing the zone, doing more of letting him do his man-on-man thing. Pick six. I mean, you know, when was the last time we had a pick six with that secondary? I don't even remember. It's been, it's Two, been a minute. Years? Yeah, cue up the stain, right? It's been a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's been a while. So uh, definitely got some good things going on that. Bringing in a guy like this, I think with the absence of Justin Evans and that defense still playing like they did, bringing a guy like Andrew Adams, you know, somebody who has a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a veteran. He's still a younger guy too. But, um, I mean, it's, it's definitely a positive. I think it's a serviceable 
uh, replacement until Evans does come back. Yeah, and, and let's be let's be honest about the situation. It's not like Andrew Adams is coming in is going to be started against Carolina. Our safety position is pretty pretty good right now as far as depth goes, and that's all he's going to basically provide is that depth. I mean, Jordan Whitehead had a good game against the 49ers, yeah, led the team in tackles. And uh, who's on the other side of him? We had uh, the rookie play a couple snaps. Mike Edwards played a couple mm-hmm. snaps this weekend at safety. Um, and Darian Stewart, too, the free agent we brought in in the offseason. He was out there hitting some guys up, and, and he about gave himself a concussion out there. I don't know if you guys saw that play, but he got actually flagged on the play for helmet-to-helmet yeah, contact he with, with the guy. And the the camera kind of panned away from him, but if you go back and you watch it, he actually was laying face down on the ground. Like, I think he got knocked out. Yeah. It was just hot, man. It, it was muy caliente. Yeah, it was hot out there. As they and, and not because of Tim McGraw concert either. I think that's what our problem was. I think Tim McGraw was partying with too many of the Buccaneers before the game. Maybe they they was a little you know, had a little bit too much whiskey. How was the Tim McGraw concert? I don't you know. We didn't we didn't go in at that point, man. There was too many jean shorts around. Too many jorts. Too many jorts. All right. Too many. Jo- it was loud though. Wouldn't there be like Wranglers and too many tight jeans and like belt buckles and cowboy hats? Listen, listen. There's some rednecks, but they 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 ain't trucker hats either. at least at least a few man. There was they, a lot of Niners fans. Were there? There's a lot, a of, lot of Niners now, fans. Now, what, what's the ratio? If you had to say Buccaneers to Niners fans, 60, what would you 40. say? 60-40. Wow. 49ers winning that? Or no, the Bucks? Okay, the Bucks. Okay. But still, that's a lot of 49ers Bro, fans. I've been to a game against the Steelers where we were outnumbered like 90 to 10. I went into the back to get a soda. And, you know, we're standing in the line concessions. Yeah. And there was literally like five Bucks fans. Nothing but yellow and black. I was like, am I that's, in the right That's stadium? the problem with being in a transient state, in a state like we are. That's the problem with having a sorry-ass team for so long that they're not consistent winners, so no one wants to well, follow them. Well, that and being in a state where you get a lot of these people from up, up north and other places that come down here and, and take advantage of our weather and such. And such so, so and transplants. Chris Flick's chiming in. He says, Winston is what everybody wanted RG3 to be. He just needs to get comfortable. He takes big shots. Uh, so with an O-line... He's got mad potential, and he also goes on to say, um, has he even played a full season without an injury? I, I believe he has. Yeah. He's played uh, two seasons. His yeah. first two seasons were 16, and then uh, he had the uh, suspension for four games and shoulder injuries. And he said that he still thinks that he has mad potential. We do have a call on the line. This is Buck That Podcast. Who are we talking to? Hey, this is William Creech uh, from Columbus, Georgia. What What's up, Creech? Up, Creech? Hey, guys, uh, I got a question for you. This upcoming game against Carolina, do you think it will be better suited for the Bucks secondary to play more man-to-man coverage and force Cam Newton to be a little bit more accurate? And do you think that defensive line will be able to disrupt his timing? And I think from a mental standpoint, I think Jameis Winston will be up for this game because Cam Newton is coming into town, uh, you know, I think that 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 this will this will boost Jameis Jameis a little bit going up against Cam and your thoughts on that. I appreciate it, guys. I right, appreciate Creech. the call. Um, shout out to Creech, man, uh, a huge sports guy. Um, follows a lot of the stuff here at STLR, man. Great guy. Um, you just like Creech because he's a Miami Hurricanes fan. Hey, he's he's one of Miami Hurricanes fans, but he is he is a no big, no he is a big supporter. Shout out to Creech. Well, well I mean, and, 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 and on his Facebook, even though he does have his teams, he's a huge Patriots fan. Actually, he's a huge Miami Hurricanes fan, but he does talk about and and does post a lot of sports knowledge about other teams. So, dude, is, is definitely knows what he's talking about. Um, I definitely agree with him on the Jameis Winston thing. They're traveling up to Carolina. It is that division rivalry. I think that you know both quarterbacks. 
are going to bring the best out of each other. And, uh, you know, I think with the secondary, you know, I think this defense is a little bit designed more kind of to suit the, the man coverage as far as the secondary goes. And from what I've seen in game one, I mean, the defense, even though we only got one sack, I mean, I, I still think we put some pressure on Garoppolo. They and got I, some hurries, but they weren't really, you know, knocking the snot uh, out of them. Yeah. That's, that's one thing yeah. that I didn't really like, man. But they, they were moving the ball. But one thing I was talking about with, with, with Zach about that is, you know, and we're going to talk about these breakdowns and all that stuff, but since it was kind of already brought up, I think that one one flaw with the free, with the preseason and whether or not, you know, with his CBA, whether they shorten it or however it ends up, you know, kind of evolving preseason-wise, I think one of the biggest problems with the preseason is it's so much focus on those guys that like you're almost kind of trying to find like that diamond in the rough you 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 know saying you know who you're starting you know you like i feel like the coaches for the most part know who like at least their top 30 to 40 players are going to be so it's like those extra little guys that you might want to you know all right this guy's kind of on the hot seat you know can we find a replacement or like that that you know like hidden gem um, and I think there's so much emphasis on that in the preseason. Like, let's be real with you. How many games? I mean, look at this Thursday night game last week, the the Packers and the Bears. I mean, it looked it looked rusty as hell. I yeah, mean, you know, Rodgers didn't really play the preseason. Trubisky really didn't play the the preseason, and, and it showed. Real reps. And, and, real reps. And, and, and let's be real. Even with this game, I'm not one to point out and you know say anything bad. You know, refs are humans too. They make mistakes. But it was week one for everybody. Let's be be real there were some plays out there that we're going to get into oj howard you know missing a, a, a for sure catch up becoming an interception you know some of the some of the referee calls were not, not the greatest so i mean it was it was week one for everybody and if they were able to get that kind of pressure now they actually got a one whole game film with all your starters and at least your main rotational players where you can be like all right in situations like this, this is how you need to evaluate yep. it and kind of like start fine-tuning the engine and getting everything working. And, and, and that's facts. really that's, that's facts. And that's, that's really facts. my take on that as far as because you know the, the defense as a whole. I think it is kind of suited more towards the man coverage. You're not going to see like those zone coverages that the former defensive coordinator was using. And I think that's why Hargraves had a better game. I think um, if the Bucks can play like they played last week against the 49ers this this, this week. Uh, against the Panthers, they'll have some success against Cam Newton. We've had success defensive-wise against Cam. We just haven't really come out with the wins yeah. in, in, in previous history against the Buccaneers. Um, but I think more or less, not so much the man coverage or the zone coverage, it's the pressure that Bowles is calling and, 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 and bringing to these, uh, this offensive, the, uh, the opponent's offensive line and quarterback. He's calling more blitzes in this last game against the 49ers than we saw all last season. Basically. And uh, we got Eddie chiming in on the Facebook Live. He says, new system takes time. I, right. I, I can, Eddie, I can you're on that. the show. You can just say it in the mic. <laughs> my no, bad, my it's bad. this Eddie Aguilar, man. Eddie Aguilar. <laughs> him. You remember Eddie Aguilar from Booker Middle? <laughs> yeah. My boy. So so what, what's your take on that phone call? What do you feel about, you know, should there be man coverage? I mean, I think it's already kind of geared towards yeah, it, that. it is a man coverage, and I think we match up really well against them. We've always matched up really well against the Panthers, and and that's one thing I was saying. You know, we have the, a lot of history against them, so we, you know, what I'm saying between they, our team history and and BA's got some history against those guys. So there, there's a lot of tape, you know. I think with Cam Newton and the the way the defense just plugged up a lot of those holes, if they can keep that outside contained, I think 
he's going to have a bad game. Yeah, the, the key to this game, and, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this a little bit later in the show when we do the, the breakdown for the Bucks and Panthers. The key is I, I don't think you can necessarily stop him, but you got to contain oh, Christian McCaffrey, Edson, the best you can. That's right. You got Vita Vea. You got Sue. You got William Golson in that middle. Not a lot's getting through that middle. Yeah, you got to disrupt. And if they do, they're slowing down. It's going to be the outside. It's, it's really going to test the speed, I think, of Devin White. It's going to test Levante David. And I think we got that. And it's going to test those lo- those linebacking core. I think we got that, man. Shaquille Barrett's going to hold him down right in the middle. Why don't we travel in the past and right. talk about the past first before we get to the yeah. future? And that is the 49ers game this past weekend. Are we breaking it down? We ready? The opening game of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 2019 season. It, it started out okay. I don't know. What do you guys think? You know, that I, Tim McGraw concert really set the tone. I, I, th- I think it started off, I mean, obviously, you know. Uh, it gave up the field goal. You know, the, the field goal. The, there, there was just some, some key plays to that thing. Obviously, the offensive line is still uh, an issue. I want to say like it's a complete issue. Did they play better than what you thought they were going to play? They though? did. I um, think they played a lot better. We, Who did the offensive line? <clears throat> I think the offensive line. Listen, Bro, I, I thought they were going to come I out. I thought and the run. F. I thought the running game was was good, but I they, I did they not, got some holes for them. Those holes open for the run. Listen game. to me now. I thought the running game was good, but I thought the protection was the C minus. Okay, I'll take the C. Cause I thought C they were minus. Gonna, I, it was almost a nah, D. Nah, it was a C. It was almost a. It was almost a D. Nah, because Winston held on to the ball a little too much on a few plays. I don't man. know. I I watched I watched it again, man. Yeah. And on these pressures, man, he had a lot of pressure in his face coming off off the side of uh, Nick. Some Bosa. of that, some, but some of that was D4. the scheme blocking too. Now, well, I mean, let's let's they, they didn't pick up some blocks. Let, let's not let's they didn't not get blown up. Let's not sell the defensive line short for the 49ers yeah, either. Man. It's not like we're that talking was about strong seven, bro. I mean, you're talking about what and like. Four, three of the last four years they've gotten D linemen or like if it wasn't four Y'all years are telling straight. me something I just told you last week before the and game. And I agree with you. This is why I, I picked the 49ers. You. I got you. There was going to be struggles. I saw this coming. We, I mean, well, call me Nostradamus. But I saw this coming. We'll call you Mr. Cleo. Okay. <laughs> to stick up for the offense, offensive line, man, they played a lot better than I gave them credit that thinking they were going to play. And, and since we're talking about the O-line real quick, I do want to kind of get into something as we're breaking out this game. I feel like you shared you shared a little little tweet from one Joe Bucks fan, the man who I could think is. <laughs> he, listen, he does have a lot of good things sometimes, but I think what he posted in his tweet was uh, he's an absolute idiot. He's talking about how he feels that we wasted so much time on you know some of these veterans. I'll re- I'll read it verbatim. Verbatim, verbatim. yeah, I've Bust got it up, pulled up here. It says Bucks sure wasted a ton of valuable de- de- developmental time on Caleb Benenock. Evan Smith and Andre Ellington this spring and summer. Uh, veterans with little left to offer. Bad look for the front office. Kellen Benenot was only around for four years, right? He's only been a lead four uh, years. I think he was like 2015. He's a couple years in. Yeah, so he's not we like drafted him in like the fifth veteran. round or something like that. I mean, listen, it's a new regime. <clears throat> I mean, Basically, he was saying that we wasted time on veterans or people that we – Kind of knew like Caleb Beninock, he was going to be much good. But like you, you've talked about, and we said this ain't off air. Chuck Gruden with Tim Brown and, and uh, Carwell Gardner, who had Charlie Gardner. Charlie, Charlie Gardner. Gardner. Charlie no, Gardner. it wasn't that. But that's a good point. All teams do this. They yeah. bring in these vets. We have the second youngest team in the NFL. Second, the second. 
So we need to bring in these young, these older guys well, to help these younger guys out. And, let's and you be, never know. And let's be real here. Bruce Arians probably had some say on some of this. It wasn't like, you know, Jason Light was like, oh, let's bring in Andre Ellington. It was somebody who had familiarity with the offense. What, you know, what I've heard, B.A. wanted to. What I've heard, and I just heard this recently, uh, right. and that is that this is Arians' team. Basically, what Light does is he reports back to the Glazers. On what's yeah. what's going on? I believe like it. he's not making moves right now. It's this is Arian's team to run. Yeah. He's making all these roster moves. Sixty-seven years, yeah, man. This is your team. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it probably is, and that's and that's, and that's that's one of the reasons why they signed him. And that kind of plays into my point. You're going to bring in people that you know already know your scheme, yep. whether or not they're going to, you know, saying like some of the people who who else he did bring in, um, Buchanan. I mean, there were some other people that did pan. Didn't uh, see too much of him though did, this weekend. Though. Didn't see too much of him this weekend, but he's somebody who's going to be, I think, in this. Uh, Deion Buchanan, yeah. Yeah, Deion Buchanan. I think someone in the scheme as it moves on will be somebody who, who who does some stuff. But I mean, look at William Golston. William Golston had a pretty solid game. He had four tackles. I and, mean, he, uh, he, yeah. He's he's an unsigned hero of this team, yeah. man. On that and, defense. And let's be real. Oh, I wouldn't off, go that far. Offensive offensive line, bro. Watch him on that line, man. Offensive line-wise, right, let's be realistic here. How many, like, for sure, really solid offensive linemen ever make free agency? You know what I'm saying? Unless it's, like, some kind of, like, contract issue or something like that, or you're or you just, like, pretty much getting cut because it's or a, said a cap team, casualty. Or said that, that player doesn't have it left anymore, i.e., yeah. like, yeah. a Nate Soldier yeah. from the Patriots. And, and this team was a team that has so many holes you're not going to fix it in one draft in one oh, no, year. No, no. You know what I'm saying? What they do, they felt like, okay, well, maybe this – and this is how I'm kind of taking it. Maybe they felt this draft, offensive line, this is not the draft we want to get offensive line. Nope. But you know what? We can sure up and we can bring in some guys that we think can really help this secondary. Yep. What they do, they went a little bit secondary heavy, and we got some guys that have, you know, preseason-wise, look, you know, like they got some potential. Yep. Brought in a veteran like Sue. Brought in a veteran like Sue. Shaquille Barrett. They have made some things. So for him to kind of like be all like, oh, well, you know, that was wasted time. I mean, it wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't like we said, you know what, we're going to go to Walmart. We're going to grab the great value, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the fake like wannabe Oreos. Hey, and there's man. actual real Oreos out there in the Ain't no wrong with them great I mean? value Oreos. I mean, though. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 ain't, like we, ain't like we went to Publix and got some Czech Cola. I like Czech Cola too. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we just went and got Czech Cola and said, no, forget Coca-Cola. No, nah, Coca-Cola wasn't sitting out there in free agency. We had to work with what we already got. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't like, you know, we weren't blessed with some of these teams, like some of these teams out there like the Jets that had like 30 40 million dollars in free agency they can go spend hell we got a few million now that we can pretty much do some stuff with like if injuries come in we can like make like a you know an addition to our team you know what I'm saying we got like maybe a couple guys we can bring in for like a half a season if you know a major injury happens or something like that. Like, and, 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 you know, say, so, and like we out here balling like, you know, billionaires, and we over here trying to use a food stamp card. Like, no, nah, bro, we, we, we broke. You know what I'm saying? Bro, we, can't, we can't. We just bought this house and we can't put no yeah, money into it until we got, 2020. We, yeah, we got to pick and choose what, we, what we're what we able to bring in. So, I mean, for we'll him to. We'll keep even, the carpet clean, though. For him to really even criticize a team like that, I think he's just a dirt, you know what I'm saying? A little dirt, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It is. It's, I agree with it. But, but, I mean, as far as the game goes. I mean, people were really harsh on, on Jameis Winston. Um, now, the Bruce Arians did come out. One of the plays, for sure, with uh, when he was trying to go to to uh, was it Peyton Barber, right, or was it Rojo? It was Peyton. Peyton trying to go to Peyton Barber. 
Peyton kind of ran the route. He went the out of the way a, a, a little bit too deep, and he ran to the wrong side. Yep. He was supposed to cut to the other way. He Sherm- bowed when he should weave. Sherman seen it, got the interception. So, and that's not the matchup you want either, man. You got that's, Sherman that's on what, Peyton Barber, bro. That's one good point that Craig had brought up earlier before the show, and, and that's that not where you put the ball. And that we'll put that on Jameis. We yeah, will put that, that on Jameis. I'm gonna put that one on Jameis. Um, that goes both ways. It was a combo, but that that other interception, the OJ Howard one, uh, that was that's definitely that was definitely a catchable ball. That went I was off watching his, his the hands. game when that happened, and they straight up said, even the commentator straight up said, he's like, they're, they're like, that's a catch you have to make. Oh yeah, it and hit him in the, the hands. And then to compound like the, that when he when he does catch a ball and then he fumbles, fumbles which leads to a field goal for us or for them. And so. that was a big game breaker, bro, because they were moving the ball. They yeah. were wearing out that defense, man. And that was like they lost momentum big time on that play. Let's go back a little bit though. Let's do a little recap of last week's over under segment. I am keeping track of that each week. We are gonna we are gonna rack up points each week and how I'm going to do that is if you pick the over, say it's the over and you pick it, you get a point. Whoever gets the closest to the actual prediction also gets another po- I, I, a bonus I, I, point. I feel like we should rename this to the Bash High C uh, segment because I'm going <laughs> to can I, 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 you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and get – I'm going to do this tomorrow so we got it for next next week. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to get Beck. I'm going to go get Lou. I th- actually, I think I got the instrumental. You're a loser, baby. Uh, I, 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 this, you should, This, this is for me. I think I actually got it. Go ahead and start giving us our, our game breakdown. All right. So last week we had, I think, uh, what, seven over-unders. We'll start with the first one, and that was Winston, one interception. Uh, Winston actually had three uh. this past week. Uh, Craig took the push at one. Eddie took uh, the you smart know, pick at zero. I don't like to talk about and the And I took uh, the really smart pick at two, so I will actually get the uh, the correct answer and, and, the point. and the point, the bonus point. So I'm up two points now. Next one on the list was Barber, 75 rushing yards over under. He actually had 33. There you go. Yeah, a little bed music. Uh, Craig took the over. There's a trend going here. Uh, at 93 yards when Peyton only Man. had 33. And then he said, you know what? Put me down for a touchdown as well. He did, uh, too. So he didn't get a point I there. Had to beg, I had to beg Zach not to take my one point away that I did get. I picked 65 yards and took the under, so I got a point. Eddie took the under as well, but took 60 yards, so he got two points because he was closer. Winning. Next one up was Devin White, uh, six total tackles. He had six total tackles. Uh, I think we all took the over. We all took the over. Craig took 10. Uh, I took 8, and so did Eddie. So nobody got a point on that one. Then we had Mike Evans, 100 yards receiving, over, under. Mike had a disappointing week. He was sick. The flu. Two catches for 28 yards. Craig, of course, one of took, those the, was a took the over at 115. Down. Eddie took the over as well at 130. I took the under. Got uh, Got two points with 90 receiving yards. Next one on the list was the Bucks defense. Three total sacks versus the 49ers. They only had one. Shaquille Barrett. Craig took the smart under. That was his only point of uh, <laughs> last week's over-under segment uh, at two sacks. Eddie took the over at four. I took the under at two. Uh, so we, me and Craig both got a point. Next one was a just a little board bet between me and Eddie, and that was Barber Jones more total yards. Eddie took Jones, and I took Barber. Barber had 45 total yards. Jones had 93, so Eddie got a point on that one. Uh, 49ers, and this was the game prediction. 49ers at Buccaneers. The final score was 31-17. Craig took the Buccaneers 28-21. 
was close. Eddie took uh, the Buccaneers 24-13, and I took the 49ers 28-21, so I got the point. The point total for this week, week of uh, September 3rd, first week of NFL season, six points for Zach, three for Eddie, and... We already know one for Craig. Hey man, my boy got on the board though. You, you just paused because the little instrumental was yeah, because it was kicking loser. in the I, loser. I like it. I like it. I, I smell what you're cooking over there, man. I smell what you're cooking. All right, so now we can move it on to the actual breakdown of this game, offensive, defensive side, and special teams. Why don't we start with the offense? Start with the burning question that everybody's talking about, which is Jameis Winston should uh, basically just throw him to the wolves and Hell start no. over with Not Ryan all, Griffin. Man. Not at all. That's what I've been hearing all day from just idiotic radio callers. Not on this show, but obviously on local sports talk People radio. People are passionate, bro. When you lose a game like that and you lose it to a play like that, and it's the first game, How are you going to feel that way? You know, you you got to sit down and really think about it, analyze what went wrong. Yeah, the game was 31-17. If you uh, take off the 17 points off of Buccaneers turnovers, that leads us winning 17-14 that game. So I can see how a lot of people want to put it on James Winston, but like like Arian says in his post game and his Monday morning uh, press conference, uh, you can't always just look at it like that. You got to look at the game tape and kind of analyze it and see like who's doing what, the blocking situation, the route running, and so on and so forth. It's not just Jameis and his ball accuracy. So I'm going to talk about this offense, and I feel like um, Jameis Winston gets what I'm going to refer to as the LeBron James effect. Oh yeah, because he is the the he's the leader franchise quarterback yeah, of the league. He's the leader. First round like, pick. You know, saying nobody. First overall first pick. First overall pick. I, I feel like people kind of obviously hold him to a higher standard, as they should, should. As should. they should. But I, I think, you know, as, as, you know, Zach was just commenting about that some of that stuff that necessarily isn't Jameis's fault. Like, Jameis threw that ball where it was supposed to be. Even though Richard Sherman was on him, and we say that maybe, like, okay, maybe he should have made a better read. The route was r- run wrong in the first place. And Jameis threw it to where he was supposed to be going. So had he turned the right way, he catches that ball. Richard Sherman's just hitting him and knocking him down. You got like a good five, six-yard gain, not an interception. How many times do people always complain about Jameis never throwing the ball to lead his receivers? Yeah, Yeah, he did. Right there was an example of him trying to lead his receiver, and and, and it went to the wrong. And and, and that's that's one of those things, like I was even telling Zach, that's not like a, a, a route where he runs and he stops and he like he's already turned around and then you hit him. No, nah, you know he's going to that spot and you throw that ball right there. So when he turns around, it's right there. You're throwing okay. the receiver it, open. Yeah, you're throwing the receiver, well, and it's a timing thing. You're not waiting mm-hmm. for the receiver to make that turn. You're throwing the ball early before he gets there. So when he makes that turn, bam, he's and supposed and to turn around and Probably the best bet was probably not to throw it to Peyton Barber, but also maybe not to have Peyton Barber in that play the way he was, flanked out like that. I'm it was a bad design, I'm going to be 100% real with you. We might have to do over under how many weeks Peyton Barber is going to be our starting running back. I don't think he's – I think it's already over. Like, I think he, I think Ronald Jones is going to be – I think how Arians is going to handle this. He's going to find the hot hand, and he's going to roll with him. That doesn't mean that Peyton's not going to get any carries, but I think you might see a, a slip into Ronald Jones getting, like, the 60-40 slide of this. Or 70-30 eventually yeah. down eventually down, down the line. Low. You might even see more. It depends on how hot this kid really and I mean, gets. You know, uh, Dare had some, some, some mess-ups, but he's somebody who's kind of shined in the preseason – He's our third down back right now. I mean, yeah. he is catching the Peyton ball in the backfield. Though, four man, catches, 44 yards. 
I mean, he's a fantastic blocker. He I is? think that's why he's in there the, as much yeah, as he, he is for that protection scheme. He, he's he's good with the protection, um, but I mean, there was just there were just some mistakes everywhere. A little bit, uh, you know. Going back to Jameis, though, I, I want to touch on this. We just touched on it a little bit earlier, and that's the offensive line. I told you guys I went back. I watched some of this again. I watched the tape again, uh, the the game again. I watched the the highlights. I've been going through, seeing what people are saying. A lot of people are saying that this offensive line looked halfway decent in protection. They like they look pretty good. I honestly, I don't, I didn't see it. I'm not giving I, them a beat. I saw people get manhandled. I saw people get manhandled. I saw Nick Bosa coming off the edge and beating it's uh, Nick Bosa, man, a rookie. He's a rookie. Hey, bro, it's Nick Bosa. It's a rookie. It don't matter if you. Listen, we're giving too much credit to a rookie. I saw Demar Dotson get blown off the DeMar ball. Demar Dotson had a bad game, but he, one of those penalties shouldn't have been called, man. That was on the inside. And Alex Kappa too. I saw the guys get pushed around when the, when the 49ers knew that it was a passing situation and they weren't on their heels on whether you know what I mean, whether or not it was going to be a running uh, play or a pass play. I saw them get, able to, to put their heels in the dirt and get after the quarterback. They only that, had three that defensive sacks. line lined up better than us. All right, give you a hundred percent better. They're a better quality line than our O line. They were going to win the majority of that. I think if if you give Jameis a cleaner pocket for another second, let these receivers because these aren't these aren't these little quick routes that that uh, Drew Brees is running over in New Orleans where all he needs is two seconds. These are developing plays that need a little bit of time. These are intermediate routes. They need time to develop. This offensive line has got to get better. We saw it in the preseason. I'm telling you right now, if we continue to play this type of ball, we'll have the same season we had last year if this offensive line does not improve. All right, so I just want to throw something out here. I'm looking up Joey Bosa and his career stats. His rookie season, he had a really good season. His rookie season in only 12 games. He had like 12 sacks or something Because he was injured. Ten and a half sacks, 41 uh, combined tackles, 29 solo, 12 assisted, 17 tackles for loss, 21 QB hits. I mean, can we expect something like that from Nick Bosa? I'm saying bloodline. We oh, might. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that, will, that didn't have any training camp, didn't have any offseason. He's, he's been fresh, hurt. Uh, but he's yeah, fresh. He's fresh, but he's also been hurt, so he's also not in the necessary game shape. Look what he has around him, too, though. All right, so let, let me do this one. Y'all feel like J.J. Watt's a pretty solid uh I mean, he had event. like 16 and a half sacks last year. Rookie season. Five and a half sacks, 56 combined tackles, um, four solo, eight assists, 13 tackles for loss, 19 QB hits, and that was 16 games full season. So, I mean, let's, let's not downplay of the fact of a, a rookie defensive end. If you're good, and you're you're going to be good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, uh, and you got to think about that. Could the old line play a little bit better? For sure. But look what Bosa has around him. Look at that team around him, man. Great linebackers, great line. And not not saying that Sherman is over the hill, man, but Sherman can still play. Yeah. Sherman's over the hill. Nah, man. He's over the hill. Sorry, yeah, he got the interception, but it was in his it was right in his hand. Yeah. He's over the hill. Sherman's garbage. There's a reason why Seattle let him go. Let him go they let a lot of people go. Let him go because of the money though. I yeah, they let like. a lot of people go. They let him go. Um, I do want to break down this defense a little bit, our defense. Um, I think they surprised me. Uh, they did a lot better than I, I, I felt they were going to do. Um, Can we talk about Rojo? We, oh, yeah, I guess I forgot. My bad we forgot about like the, the one bright spot in yesterday's game, which was Can we Ronald talk about Jones. 
right, we'll talk a good, and then we'll go with the bad on offense. We still got some bad offense to talk about. Yeah, well, we'll say that for our segments, our new two segments that we have. But Ronald Jones, yesterday, 75 yards. I believe it's 13 carries. He had uh, one catch for 18 yards, 93 total yards. He stepped up, man. I feel like he could have got another five carries easily and probably gotten 100 yards rushing. Like I, I agree. I, I think Bruce will learn from that and maybe start with the hot hand leading off in Carolina. But I thought Ronald Jones was probably our lone bright spot on offense. As of right now, he's the best back we got, I feel. So far, what he's shown, I would definitely say Which so. is what he was drafted for. Not to be a Debbie Downer, but that defense was tired too, man. They wore that te- that defense out. That, that second quarter. That's that what that running game will do, man. I know, but I'm saying Peyton Barber was out there pushing the ball. Rojo came in and hit them holes, man. You know, there was there was a time in the first quarter, into the first quarter, where I was screaming that Peyton Barber is a bum and to get him off the field. <laughs> that I'm tired of watching this 3.8 yards a carry every single time he touches the ball. I, I just can't do it anymore. Get him off the field. We know what Peyton Barber is. Let's see what the – I was going to say rookie. He's basically a rookie. He's basically a rookie. Hell, got more, what would you say? More yards he rushing? Got more yards he had this all last week than he had last season. Yep. Facts. That's pretty crazy. And that is facts. That's facts, bro. Uh, another bright spot in the offense was uh, also Cam Bray, who had a couple touchdowns called back because Negative. of penalties. We had, and that's another thing. Yeah, he makes about damn penalties. good catches, man. Yeah, that that back. I mean, that was a great catch. Great catch, bro. It was a, it was a great throw. That was yeah. a hell of a throw by James yeah. Winston. He made a lot of those. One, did, no one, no couple, one talks about those. One of those holes a was a good bad throws. call, though. One of those holes was a bad that call. W- yeah, man, he was on the inside, dude. That was that was a horrible call. Same thing with now. Is that new? Throwing the ball out the back of the end zone and, and no, that's that, intentional ground. If you're not outside the tackles, which he was right on that line when they showed the replay, if you're not outside that tackle box then they will call you uh, intentional grounding. His argument was that Mike Evans was going to be going to that side, but he was just way too far away. It was intentional grounding. It was. Basically, if he would have been like two steps over more to the left, it would have been perfect. If he didn't throw it out of the end zone and maybe just like threw it in the end zone, maybe five yards away from Mike or something. Or like threw it towards the sideline, like in the the direction of a receiver. Like, yeah, it was – I th- I, th- I do agree. I think it was kind of BS, but at the same time, it, it isn't like they made the wrong call. I mean, technically, it was it was the right was, call. It was the right call. Listen, it's week one all around, and that's for the refs as well. I don't have it pulled up, but I believe at one time it was like twelve apiece, twelve penalties apiece, or something like that. Forty yeah. ers got three co- touchdowns called back. They, yeah, they, they did. did. Kittle Kittle yeah. should have had a really had, big game. Had two. But then again. You look back, there was a couple, like, those penalties that they called back uh, uh, for the 49ers, they were penalties as well, too. Yeah, for sure. And that's what allowed Kittle to get into the uh, the end zone. But moving on to the defense, this was probably a really bright spot. We haven't been able to say that in many years for the Buccaneers, probably since John Lynch and Rondé Barber left, and we actually had a defense. But the defense and Todd Bowles, I thought, was ahead of the offense yesterday coming into the first game of the season. Yes. I definitely like what he was doing with the uh, the defense there. Obviously, Hargraves, first pick six of his career. Um, first pretty pick much, six in a while, man. Pretty much red Garoppolo. Oh, that was all That was all Hargraves. 
Yeah. That was that was that man to man coverage. Let me bump you five yards, give you yeah. five yards, make you think I'm playing off you, and, and yeah, just read snatched. the quarterback's he, eyes. Yeah, he pretty much just snatched him. He pretty much just threw that bait out there and yep. just real Garoppolo right yep. in, undercut it. That I mean, it was perfect. It really fantastic was. football play. Um, somebody who I've kind of criticized in the we past. Have, man, we've been hard on yeah, him. We, we've been, and this is one of those years. It, listen, it was. I think it was pretty much well known around the league, if not in that locker room. Bro, you're on the hot seat at the beginning of preseason. Not even preseason training camp. Remember, they, they sat even, him down. Well, didn't they even, they didn't not, even let him? They play? didn't even pick up his fifth year option. I believe. No, they did. They did. They did. Yeah, okay. that's that's this year. I oh, but at the beginning, yeah. remember there was, no, there was that not. issue with it's him not. at the beginning of training camp. And they Bruce didn't Aaron's extend like, him. Talk to your boy because he came in the year after Winston, right? And this is Winston's fifth year. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they picked up his fifth year. If I'm not mistaken, I know you're looking it up right now. Um, but I mean, you know, even though we only got one sack, we did get some. I feel like we did some decent pressure. Kind they of stopped the run. They man. rushed them. They, they stopped the run pretty well. They didn't Bucks give did up exercise fifth year option on Vernon okay. Hargrave, so okay. he will be a buck in the 2020 season. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree with you, Todd Bowles. Uh, I thought drew up a an excellent game on defense. Take away those two David. pick sixes, and take away that that block punt. To give him good position, that's a different game, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I just said earlier, yeah. you, you take away that and the field goal, and then we're winning the game seventeen to to fourteen. How about Levante David coming off that uh, that surgery? I mean, I don't really want to say injury because it was something. Did he have he, an injury? He didn't have an injury. He, remember, no, I'm just saying, man, he was out there running. Yeah, it didn't oh, look yeah, like yeah. it though. Yeah, yeah. That was sarcasm. Yeah, he, <laughs> he had that knee scoped and everything a few weeks ago. Um, we were kind of like, you know, skeptical. It was kind of like, a, you know, is, is he going to be okay for the first game? <laughs> he was okay. He was more than okay. You ever watch Logan, the movie Logan? Yes. You know, he jacks that green thing in him and he's running through the yeah. through the trees. That was Levante David out there, yeah. boy. And, I mean, let's be real. I, I feel like uh, Devin White had a pretty solid first game. Yeah, he did. But yeah, he had uh, six tackles total. So, I mean, for a rookie – First game ever. And William plus Golston playing with stepped up. tonsillitis. Yeah, William um, Golston, I feel like, stepped up. Sue had, I think Sue had a good game, man. He had a couple four tackles, tackles for he had, losses. He had four tackles. Um, the one lone sack on the day was from Shaquille Barrett. We that did was have, a great play. We did have a sack called back because of a defensive holding call. Yep. Jordan Whitehead would have got a sack along with those eight total tackles. So Another guy. I think Jordan as a, Whitehead as had a, a big team, game. this defense was flying around the ball. Screw the pressures. I mean, yes, we need to get pressure on the quarterback. But what I saw that I didn't see from previous teams in the last couple years is a team that's flying around the ball mm-hmm. that's tackling we i mean yeah, george tackles. george kittle uh had like eight catches for 40 something yards some something like that yeah, i'm no gonna pull it play. up no big play 6.8 yards a, ca- uh, a catch Arguably. this is a guy that for a tight end that led the league yards after catch last year we say, wrapped up the ball arguably with Gronk retiring probably one. i'll say probably number two behind travis kelsey I feel like Travis Kelsey's probably the, the number one tight end in the league. I feel like I think a lot of people would 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 say that as well, but I Kid, think it's one 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 A one B one A one B. And let's be real, Kittles was probably the second tight end taken in most fantasy drafts. Mm-hmm. So I mean, let's be real here. He's so let me definitely one of the top five. Let me go down this receiving or rushing and receiving for the 49ers. So so Raheem Moser, who was a backup, a third string running back for the 49ers, saw some playing time because Tevin Coleman went Tevin out Coleman with a hand hurt, injury. Yep. And Matt Breida wasn't really doing too well, but for Matt the, had like three for the running backs, Mozart had a four point four yard average with nine carries for forty yards. He was a bright spot for the running game, but Matt Breida had fifteen carries for thirty seven yards. It's a two point five yard average, 
and Tevin Coleman had a 3.8 average with a 23 yards rushing. So we stopped the run. Let me read some of his receiving yards. George Kittle, 8 for 54. That's a 6.8 average. I think he had like a 15 or 16 average last year to lead the league for tight ends. Richie James was the only bright spot, really, with a 39 average. That one play. That one play. Everybody else, 5.7. Nine yards a catch. Seven. Seven. Who was that touchdown on? Stewart? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, Yeah, he, he, he brought him into the inside and then just turned on the outside. Boy, he could not catch up to him. Yeah. He he did a pretty good job. I mean, he almost did catch up to him. Yeah. If you watch it, he he was out on an island with with Richie James, and that and is, if you guys don't know, which I think you do, that's a local Riverview product here from Sarasota. James, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. So uh, overall, though, I thought the defense played great, which is it's kind of hard for me to say that because like I don't feel like we said that very much in the last few years. I've been definitely able to not say last that. year. It yeah. might be a different story come up this week. I mean, let's be honest. The 49ers, they looked a little shaky in the preseason as well with Jimmy Garoppolo looking a little shaky coming off ACL surgery. So we'll see how we do this week. I think one of the last bright spots we've had on the defense for the Buccaneers was maybe when we had Mason Foster at middle linebacker. I mean, when Quan was back there, I mean, they, we they had good bit, players. But let's, not, let's not say we haven't had good players. But we, but to have an effort like an we had yesterday unit. where we stopped the run, where we stopped the pass, um, Didn't give up the big play. I thought we did really well. Like really? I said, 14 points. That's what we gave up besides those picks yep. in that field goal. That's solid. Special teams, I think we already kind of talk, talked about that. The miss, the uh, you know, miss blocking. Yeah, and, it, it, it led to the block punt. Yeah. Oga Bawale, he yeah. uh, kind of got. He got blown up, man. Yeah, he got bull rush right back into the punter there. Big linebacker. But as far just as like, you know, up. kick return, stuff like that, I don't think there was anything, to, you know, to write home. About you know, say nothing too fantastic. No, I, I thought I thought T.J. Logan looked pretty good. He had three uh, kick returns for twenty yards. I also got blocked in Logan on that one play. Yeah, I said twenty yards, sixty yards, twenty yard average. Uh, what was that? Dario also got blocked into Logan on one of those returns. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Bobo, Bozo, Bobo pissed me off in one of his uh, his uh, punt returns where he should have fair catched it and he didn't. He got blew up. It's it's stuff like that that can turn into like fumbles and and just turnover. I don't know. I just don't like it. I I kind of want to see T.J. Logan back there. I want somebody who's not going to like risk everything yeah. just Scottie to Miller? make just to make a punt return catch. I thought Scotty Miller was going to run something. No, I don't. I didn't see anything of Scotty Miller. He didn't go out there at all. Did Nothing he? to him or Justin Watson. I think a couple snaps from Bobo, but other than that, I didn't see much yeah. of anybody else. Kicker looked good. Matt yeah, good. Matt Gay looked pretty good. One for one, thirty-one yard point uh, field goal. Kickoffs were solid. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at that kind of stat, sure. I do. I mean, hey, those it's important, man. Yeah. Those touchbacks are important. You don't want to give them any chances. Yeah, I agree. Moving along, uh, I guess we're going to do the the game breakdown now. Oh, I, Actually, no, no, I forgot. We, we just forgot. broke the game now. Get, we just did the game breakdown. I'll talk about for the next week. But. but we got Get the Buck Out of Here, which is going to be a new segment we're going to do every week, and that's basically going get to – Get the buck out of here. Exactly. Uh, we're basically going to pick a negative, uh, something we didn't like about the, the game, which is you know whether it's a player or a coach or a scheme or what, what have you, we're going to pick a negative. Who's going first? Uh, I'll go first because I already said it, and I think it's the offensive line, honestly. I think it, it came down to protection, Jameis. Eddie's giving me a funny face like he's taking a shit in his pants over there. I did twice. But, but honestly, I, I didn't feel like the protection. 
Now, when I say protection, Eddie, don't think I'm saying run game. It's two different things. I did not think the protection was up to par. Okay. Okay. I thought I thought they got after Jameis, even though they had three sacks. I, think the play I thought they pressured them. That. Put they put good uh, pressure on Jameis, like I said they were going to do. Another point for me. What was your who? So get the buck out of here on the offensive line. That's what I want to say. That's what you say. That's what I say. I'm gonna call out OJ Howard on that man. I think OJ Howard had a horrible game. I can agree with you on he that. He had a horrible game, man. I think he had more detriment to the loss of that game than Jameis Winston. Uh, I mean, I would say ten points. Well, no, I wouldn't say that because he only no three points. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, he. I would fumble? totally agree with you on that. A fumble, interception, interception is all caused because of OJ Howard not holding on to the ball or catching the ball. Um, He's fumbled before, bro. Like I think that's an issue with him. I think all around, man. I think there was some bad route runs. You know, guys weren't getting open. So. Rashad, Rashad Perriman was running some horrible routes. I was disappointed with him too. I mean, so if I could do like a like a part B, Rashad Perriman, man, I, I expected right. more of him. Craig, who do you want to tell to get the buck out of here? I, I'm going to kind of go a little bit more in depth into your answer. I, I feel like you kind of just took a blanket statement. I'm going to say Demar Dotson, uh, 14 points. Basically, because of him, I mean, we could say that the ref made a bad call on, on on the one holding call. The fact of the matter, though, two touchdowns got negated because of holding calls on you. On you. So, yeah. I mean, you're talking about 14 points right there. Plus, you had at least in three for the fumble for for OJ Howard. That's 17 points right there on the on the Tampa Bay Bucks missed out on. Uh, from Huge. what what I saw though, as far as Demar Dotson, they had a Demar Dotson. But the, probably the worst spot for me was Alex Kappen, his pass blocking and protection. And then Donovan Smith, he, he just looks so flat-footed, like he just can't get off the ball, and guys just blow right past him. And, and also guys will set him up and act like they're going past him and then hit him with that bull rush and just totally just push him right back into Jameis. So Donovan, DeMar, Alex Kappa, one bright spot of that offensive line that was consistent throughout the whole game, Ali Marpet. Pro Bowl. Yep. Got to get him some help. Got to get him some I help. Thought, I thought um, uh, our center, uh, Ryan Jensen, looked a lot better as well, yeah, too. He did. He did. So, all right. So, we got the out, uh, get the buck out of here. We also have another segment. This is going to be a little more positive because we like the positive vibes here in the STLR Media we Studio. Keep smiles going. And this is a new segment that Eddie came up with. So, we got get the buck out of here, which is a negative side, what we don't like. And this is what we do like, and it's X marks the spot. So, Eddie, since this is your segment, what was the one X marks the spot for you this weekend for the Buccaneers? I mean, should I, I feel bad if I call it because this is really the only bright spot. There's not, though. So, But it's go ahead and call it. Rojo, man. That was really the only bright spot on this team. I think everybody here will agree with you on that. I mean, uh, as far as the offensive go, he just, was the lone bright spot. Just from where he came last year and how horrible of a season he had. He had like one of the worst rookie seasons in the history of rookiedom. Rookiedom? Of rookiedom, bro. I mean, you picked this guy. He was second overall pick, right? No, uh, he no, was he second was round second pick. Round That's pick. what I meant, second round pick. Second round pick, high hopes, and my boy couldn't even get 60 yards for the whole season. Yeah. I mean, he he looked lost out there, and for him to come out and have not saying you know he had a breakaway well, he had a fantasy party. football you know high points, but 
he did have a coming out part. It definitely man. showed the potential that we were exactly. looking at when we drafted him in the second round. Uh, and if knew? you're calling saying that the offensive line was that bad, imagine if the offensive line was good and really opened some holes for him because he was hitting. But what see, he had. then again, you just you're 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 flipping my words on me here, and I even preference by saying this: I'm not talking about the run games. Two different. No, no, you no. can say the offensive line you. is bad you. with pass protection and still you. think that they're awesome with the run game. So with that pass being protection. said, I'll go ahead and segment over to my X marks the spot because I already know what Craig's going to probably say. So go I'm going to let him. No, I'm, I'm going to say the offensive of line as far as the run game I thought we ran the ball really well and we were it was like bizarro land bizarro offensive line the pass protection I felt like we just weren't up the par we're on the other side of the ball uh, you know running the ball we were able to to push guys around we, we were physical we we're opening holes I mean it, it was consistent it seven was better eight, nine yards better protection running schemes. the ball for, for um, Ronald Jones but Peyton Barber, I mean, he did average 4.1 yards a carry, but that was late in the game. Early in the game, it was like 3.1, 3.6. So he was still down there. He's not he's not the guy. We need to get Rojo in. Rojo is the guy. He needs to be the guy that's getting that 60-40, 70-30 split. I agree. Craig, what's your X marks the spot? Well, before I give my answer, you said yeah. you already know where I'm going. So where do you think that I'm going? Well, where I think that you're going is the defensive side of the ball. Okay. You, you, are, you are correct on that. Um, I, I, I'm going to go kind of with two people, and I, and I guess like if I wanted to do kind of like your s- kind of style of it, I would have to say the secondary. I feel like the secondary stepped up pretty big in this game. With um, one person in particular? But I, w- I would have to give it a toss-up, Jordan Whitehead, and I have to say Hargraves. I mean, yeah. Hargraves got a pick six at a crucial point when we needed you know something positive for us. And Whitehead, he's a dude flying around the ball getting, you know, what, seven tackles it was? I mean, you know. Eight. Eight, eight tackles. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's something big that we needed. sack that got called back. A sack that called back. That's something that we've needed from our secondary right there. And, you know, if this team obviously in game one is doing that, I think that in three, four, five, you know, as they start getting more into this, this season and kind of really fine-tuning their defensive assignments and, and things like that, I, I think this – you know, core of people, you know, this 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 position group that we've been down on for, what, four years now? Oh, yeah. Something like that. We've been having some issues with, with our secondary. Shit, since Gruden left. Since, since, yeah, I mean. It, I mean, let's be real yeah. about it. I mean, E.J. Biggers was all right for a little while. Don't Albert even Mack. try me with E.J. and Albert Mack. <laughs> Are you Matt kidding me? Albert You're mentioning Mack. bums right they now, were serviceable. bro. They were more serviceable. Bro, they were solid. Bad. They were more serviceable than some of the people that we've had around here. I will give you that for an, for a seventh round pick that EJ Biggers was, he definitely outperformed what he was drafted at. But to say that Albert Mack and the, he was he was garbage. Regardless, we for for, oh, Bigger, for a while we I'll have struggled, and they looked a lot better. They did. So that's the, that's my X marks the spot. But I can't believe you said Biggers and Mack though. Hey, I, uh, those hey, are those were some of the last ones that we had. They are even worth mentioning. Yeah, let me look at it. So basically, you're saying that proves how bad we've been. So basically, you're saying like Carlton Davis is like return of the Mac, basically. Return of the Mac. <laughs> return of the Mac. Now, yeah, I like I like Carlton Davis. I mean, I thought he played really well. I, I thought the secondary as a whole, besides that one play that MJ got burned on, they and, played really and, and good. Let's be real here. We haven't really seen much from our our rookies that we brought Sean in this Bunting, year. Man. Sean Bunting hasn't really done a whole lot yet. I think he came um, in for like one play on uh, this past weekend. 
uh, Mike didn't really do anything yet. I think they're they're, they're not trying to uh, burn these guys out yeah. yet. They they really want them. To we haven't really seen man. Jamel Dean. I, I'll be honest, I don't even think it's that, Eddie. I think it's the fact that you got guys that are capable of playing in front of them. Maybe. I mean that Jordan Whitehead leads the team in tackles, has his sack called back. Like there's a reason why Mike Edwards isn't getting on the field. Yeah, I I, th- I think that this I think that this defense suits some of the players that we have already had in here. Plus the fact that we got these they young got guys, reps. these young guys that are rookies, got a little bit of a chance to, you know, learn behind. It's kind of weird to say these veterans that are actually still young themselves, it's second and third year players, man. The coach, but they got those two two years under under them, where these other guys don't. There's yeah. a reason why these guys are playing. I mean, the coaches know what they're talking about. Yeah, they do. I mean, they've oh, yeah. been saying that's, since the beginning of training camp that Hargraves right. is going to be the number one. Carlton Davis is number two. This is why, because I mean, yeah. We saw we I saw agree. yesterday. Uh, I mean, or Sunday they played really well. They played really well. I agree. And it's something that it's 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 really nice slipping off my tongue. Like the secondary playing it, well. It, it was like it, it was a very bright spot a, a th- a in a very dark day. Theme for of the, the night. Bus. Stained. It's been a while. You yeah. know, what I'm saying it's been a while. Hopefully, it's not. It's not going to be a while. Hopefully, uh, it's not again. a one and done. Hopefully, it's not a one and done. Yeah, that's all we can hope for. And that brings us to this Thursday's game. Uh, which is we're Two less than days. we're less than forty eight hours away. Yeah. These guys are turning and burning in the second week of the season. We're not even two weeks in the season. We got two games in. Yeah, it's crazy. And then we, what? We go on a road trip for like the next what four, four three weeks, something like that, and by like week that. and what is it? I think it's all the way up to week seven. One of them's a home game, but it is a road home game. So we're we got we got the Panthers this week away. Then we come back and it, we induct. Rondé Barber into the Giants. Our, then we go on like. Yep. Uh, then we go to St. Louis. Oh, all right. Is it St. Louis? L.A. No, it's L.A. L.A. Then we go play the Hot Saints. Man, they had a game last night. Then we travel over to uh, the, the pond. The across pond, the pond. Across the pond to old. Thank God they gave us a bye week next Blue. Though, right? Yep. Then man, the Titans, bro. Where'd they come from? They yeah. had a good game. Tennessee. Nah, they didn't come from Tennessee. Oh, Houston. Uh, Question though. Question while we're going over this uh, schedule for the Buccaneers and then the Seahawks. God. And we'll, so, yeah. we'll, we'll make this. We'll make this like an over under. So, so six of our next seven games are against all contenders. Bro. Technically on the road. So week seven being the bye week, not an over under, but just kind of like a prediction and whether or not you guys think six out of seven. We'll make it over under actually. Jesus. Week seven because it is the bye week. If Jameis struggles in these next five weeks. Do you think we could see a quarterback change? I think coming back after after they play in England, if he's still struggling, yeah, man. The only thing that sucks is I really don't – I mean, I don't think two is the answer. I really don't. I think if you're going to tank – Well, it would be Ryan Griffin. It would be Blaine Gabbert. I'm talking about this season. Well, I know, but I'm saying you, – you're, let's just be real here. Blaine Gabbert is not. Nah, he's, no. he's not the answer. But I think Ryan I, Griffin I, might. I, I, don't think, Ryan Griffin I don't think. Shot. I don't think Ryan Griffin's the answer, though. I don't think he's the answer. I, I think he's a guy who will be a solid backup. But I'm, ta- I'm talking about what we're going to draft in the future. I don't think necessarily this year. About the boy coming, from Oregon. I, I don't think this year coming out is going to be a, a, a huge year for quarterbacks. I don't really. I'm, I'm not really a huge Jalen Hurts fan. I'm not really a, a huge Tua fan. Um, 
maybe the boy from Oregon. I, I'd have to really watch some some game film on him. I think the dude that what about you, if Trevor Lawrence comes out, he can't. He can't come out till next year. Ooh. Oh. He's only, a, he, he was a true that kid's freshman a winner, last boy. year. He's a sophomore this year. You have to play three years in college before you can come out. So the 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 following year to get, to get the quarterback, which a lot of teams are going to be trying to get, is Trevor Lawrence. And that's a dude I, I, I like. So now it's it's almost like a situation. I mean, you got to just hope, hope and pray that the – like I said, we all talked about this earlier, a couple of those things – can't necessarily throw on Jameis Winston. Some I of it, some of it was the actual team. I don't think Bruce Arians is going to come out of retirement, deal with all this nonsense to give up on Jameis Winston. So after early. one year, nah, bro. I, I feel like if anything, at worst, like we've already talked about, they at least franchise him next year. Then, if he sucks the following year, then we try to get Trevor Lawrence. That might be. I think that'll be the more likely scenario. Before we see Ryan Griffin this year or we see Blaine Gabbert this year, barring an actual injury, I think we ride it out till next year, and if it turns into a situation, then we might see whoever our backup is to try to lead us into the, the, the losing dwelling of what would be the race for Trevor Lawrence. To me, there's no quarterback controversy at all in the first half of the year, bro. This no. is a whole new system. I don't care what anyone says. Hey, he's been playing for five years. That doesn't mean anything. Exactly. At least a new system. A, a, a year for the new system. Um, well, that's what a lot, there is a lot of talk, though. I mean, already. Uh, reporters, game, media. They're, they're already looking for ways to get James out of here, but I totally agree. You got to give this guy a chance. This is the second time or the first time that he's had to switch offensive um, play like um, playbooks. This is third. Well, no, because Cutter's been his oh, his right, OC Cutter. Cutter. throughout. That's right. You're so right, you're right. he's been running that same offense for the first four years of his career, and this being a new, brand new offense, brand new scheme. I mean, this is totally different from what Cutter's offense was. Running game, passing game is totally different. So I think you got to give him some time to learn the offense and get comfortable in the offense. Like I see said, Craig said earlier in the show, um, we didn't play the starters a lot in the in the preseason, and I honestly thought being a new offense, being a new defense, you might see the starters a little bit more. Yeah, I I, I thought the same. And look at the Bears. Bears had a whole new offense, or not the Bears, but the, the Green Bay Packers had a whole new offensive scheme and everything. Aaron Rodgers played very little in the you know preseason. Yeah, one good drive. And look how yeah, that, they did not look good, did they? Look how that game went. It looked like Tennessee, it looked like look Tennessee offense 2.0. Yeah. Like that's where Matt Lafleur came from. Like it looked like Tennessee's offense. Yeah. It didn't look good at all. Um, but going into this this week's game, Gerald McCoy, somebody who's former Buccaneer, we're gonna have to play, has come out and says he is going to retire a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Okay. So. I think some of that. So he's not that butt hurt then. Yeah, I think some of that, like a little bit of saltiness in the beginning. Trying to wear off. Maybe he's had some time to really think about it. Probably had some phone calls behind the scenes with with some people and be like, "Look, man, you know, blase, squase, this kind of thing. We still love you as a person." And I think some things have kind of got smoothed over in, in, in that department. But uh, I, I definitely do feel that as as a football player, if when when, when he does retire. I think, you know, with what he's done with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his career, I, I think that's a good move. Yeah, so Tuesday he said, I'm going to retire as a buck. I can tell you that now. Uh, McCoy told reporters Charlotte on Tuesday. Yeah, what what do they do now? One-day contracts, 10-hour contracts, whatever. I don't know what it's called. I'm going to retire as a buck. 
So I kind of like that. I do too. I mean, Gerald might not be a Hall of Famer, but he is the best player this Buccaneers team has had for the past He's nine been the best seasons, defensive so. lineman we've had since Sap. The, since the Sap era. Yeah, yeah. Sap, Sap and Rice Simeon, era. and yeah. So I agree. But I think you also have some audio of I our do. quarterback talking about maybe uh, this I, weekend's I'm over matchup. Here on the audio. And uh, also a little bit about McCoy. Yeah, we do have that. Here it goes. Carolina's defense. Very disciplined, great front, and uh, it's a rivalry game. Uh, when they're playing at their home field, uh, they're going to be loud and they're going to be ready. James, the, the Rams got rid of the ball quickly. The, the Panthers on front four didn't have any sacks. You know they're going to be gunning for you this uh, this Thursday night. Um, what type of, of challenges did they present uh, up front? Uh, we just got to get open. Uh, I, I would say that we know they have a, a good front. I believe we have a good offensive line. So uh, it's going to be a great NFL football game. Uh, we got to get the ball out quickly too, and uh, and execute. That's all we can do. James, we talked multiple times about actually Gerald playing against you, but it's two days away from you actually playing playing that game against him. Your thoughts about playing playing against Gerald your teammate? Yeah, definitely excited to see him. You know, but in between those lines, you you know we're going to be competing. Uh, again, I, I can't speak more highly of Gerald. He's definitely a, a great influence to me and a, and a wonderful, wonderful human being. And he also is a, is a great competitor. So uh, I'm going to be prepared for him, and I know he's going to be prepared for us as well. How much does it mean to you to be able to have a game that you can really shift gears and, and, and quickly focus on after you know a loss like the one you guys had against uh, the Niners? Yeah, it's, it's all... Every, this is a week to week league, so so every opponent is a new opponent, and uh, we approaching that week with the same objective, and that's to win. So uh, we got to go out there and, and play a, a great, clean game to beat these guys. James, you really worked hard on your, your body since coming in here from Florida State. Did a lot of off-season conditioning, and, and when you see Nick Bosa come screaming at you, you know, dead to rights, you're able to kind of do those drills in the summertime in the sand to kind of mimic that, and then be able to escape step up what does that say about the type of, of work that you put in the offseason to make plays like that happen it's always um great when you're watching film and you see that your hard work uh being applied on the field so it's always good when when those moments come up and that's what you prepare for you prepare for uh you know <laughs> things that you probably never think that will happen uh but you're ready you always got to be ready in this league your excitement level like, I and mean, even though we've been around you for all summer long, it, it's still a new offense, and you get a chance to go out there and, and, and play and run a new offense. What's that like for you? Every every week is fun, uh, Jenna, because I'm, I'm I'm blessed to, to be a quarterback in this league. Uh, it's just the outcome is what makes it even more fun. So uh, I enjoy working with my teammates. I believe we're getting better and better every single day. Uh, this is an early year, so. We gotta uh, go and take care of business this game, so we can uh, have better spirits. Kind of an interesting week to where this is. You want to evaluate week one because it's your guys' first full game and what BA wants you guys to do offensively. But at the same time, it's a short week getting into this. So curious how much time you guys spent, I guess, looking back and learning from that, and then also preparing. How'd you balance? The two. Uh, well, we always do. I, I think even in preseason, we always got to do a great job of eliminating negatives and build, building on the positives. And with a short week, uh, we had to do that more in this more sped up process because we have a division opponent. Uh, we cannot overlook uh, Carolina, and that's why we got to put that that last game to bed. It's been to bed, and we got to focus on this opponent and uh, go out there and play our best game. 
what was uh, Bruce Arians' message to you about the game on Sunday? Just get back out there and, and, and play. Uh, that's 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 the main thing. Just get back out there and play. Does James Bradbury get the credit that he deserves? I, I think I think Bradbury is a great great corner. I've been playing against him my whole life. Uh, I think he gets a lot of credit, uh, but he's definitely one of the best cornerbacks in this league. And also, um, the undefeated came out with an article today, and it's, it's they call it the year of the black quarterback because he got the reigning MVP, the highest paid player in league history, and the number one overall draft pick of black quarterbacks. Um, what does it mean to be part of a, a special group like that that in many ways is, is changing the league forever? Uh, I think the people that helped pave pay the way, Doug Williams, Shaq Harris, uh, even uh, a throwback, Marlon Briscoe, uh, people like that who uh, helped pave the way should be uh, uh, gave gave thanks to even Byron. Byron helped pave the way, uh, so uh, it's, it's definitely exciting, and uh, I'm just I'm, I'm proud to be a part of that group. And uh, that was that was the uh, the presser there. That's a good take. Ha, ha, yeah, he definitely had a had a really good take on some things. Um, I, I like it. I, I like, like how he's humbled. Yeah, I like, I like at how the he's end humbled. there. He he could have he could have you know gone into how great he is or how great these quarterbacks are. Not, no, he threw it back to the old timers. That's yeah. not him, man. He Guys did. that paved the way for him. That, that really good thing, and even like you said, you know, what was Bruce's message to you guys? Hey, got to keep playing. That's right. And he said, you know, he even said keys to the game. He kind of touched on it. He, you know, he didn't throw anybody on the bus specifically, but he says, we got to play a, king, a clean game. A himself, complete game. Himself included. So, to me personally, I feel that kind of shows a little bit of leadership, in my opinion. You know, saying he's like, hey, you know, we all need to play a clean game. We all need to, you know, tighten up on the penalties and some of the, you know, the drops and different things like the fumbles, things like that. Hey, you shoot yourself in the foot when you start doing stuff like that. Well, why don't we get into this game breakdown of the Carolina Panthers uh, and Buccaneers? The Bucks traveling up to Carolina on Thursday night, short week. They've they've got a tall task coming up. Uh, ra- uh, short week. Former MVP and Cam Newton. McCaffrey Go ahead. out there balling. Real quick before we get into this game breakdown, yeah. Timmy's chiming on the Facebook Live. He thinks the Bucks are going to start off zero and six. Do you guys agree? Oh no. Okay. No, I don't agree with that. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to get a win here. I think we win this game. If we don't win this game. I'm shaving my head. Call your Y'all heard it. We can. We got that on tape now. What? You're gonna shave your head. I will shave my head if the Bucks don't win this game. All right. I got clip. You know who cuts my hair? Who? For the last twenty years of his Bro, life. I got clippers at my house, man. I will shave my head. No, I'll fade you up. I got you. Zakari fades. Zakari fades. I got you. All right. All right. Pff, pff. You doing it? You got it, man. Y'all do it. I don't care. All right. Shit. All right. Next Tuesday, you might be going home with a fade. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a, hey, I'm gonna shave it. I'm gonna shave it before you get to it. <laughs> Do it on air. That might not look very good. You might want to let me take care of you. Nah, man. I should come on, man. Well, you know I what? How about we do this? We grew up in the rain park. How how about, on, I, I, I feel like we could work something out with Fresco for this one. I don't know. We probably could. We could probably work something out to where he can give you a nice little fade, little little uh, cut up and edge up, and make it look all nice. Maybe a little makeover. Hell. Maybe this will be a good thing for you. Eddie. Maybe, huh? I want to uh, get cut that, that homeless head, look. Get a haircut, get a real job type deal, you know? I might, man. Come in with a nice shirt. <laughs> I but, like it. But back to the breakdown. Tall task, Cam Newton, former MVP, uh, coming off a loss last weekend. Big game for Christian McCaffrey against the Rams. So they're going to be itching. They're 0 1 at home. Uh, they're going to be itching for that win. 
They they need to come out. The Bucks need to come out strong like they did on defense this last past week against the 49ers. Stop Christian McCaffrey. That's the keys of the game. You know what the second key of the game is? Stop, stop Christian, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. You know what the third one is? Stop Christian McCaffrey. You know what the fourth one? I can keep going. It's stop run CMC. That's the keys of the game. If we can keep him, I think we can stop him. If we can keep him under a hundred and I'd say a hundred yards total. Which is a tall task to ask. I mean, they got a couple of decent no, receivers not. over there too, though. I mean, they got DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Do you know? Do you know what Christian McCaffrey had against the LA Rams last week at 200. home? Two hundred. Two hundred and nine yards total. Yeah. Against a very good LA Rams defense that made it to the Super Bowl last year. That's all right. Who won the game though? The Rams did. Them <clears throat> yards didn't mean shit. I wouldn't say they didn't mean shit. I mean, it was a close game all around. Yeah, I'm just saying, and, and that's not the only weapons that Cam's got to work with now too. They got DJ Who's Moore got over there. He's got, I know DJ, got DJ Moore. Hey, he had seven catches for 76 yards last week. Greg mm-hmm. Olson, he's, I mean, he's got Greg a healthy. Greg Olson, about his, his 76 years old. Man. His right foot is healthy. His left one's questionable a little bit, but is it a bionic foot? No, he and didn't get he the JPP. No Tony Stark. He ain't got the Tony Stark foot. No, he didn't get the Tony Stark. But he had four catches for 36 yards, so he can provide some first down work for Cam Newton in that safety blanket. Also, a guy like Curtis Samuel too is another guy you got to watch out for. Curtis this Samuel, this yeah. this Curtis offense Samuel. they've been building this up slowly over the last couple of years, putting weapons around Cam Newton. I think he's finally there. Uh, last week though, only three carries for for Cam Newton for negative two yards. I don't think this is much of the the run game Cam Newton anymore. I think no. you're going to start to see a 38 passes last week, 25 completions. How old is Cam Newton? Now? You're going to see Cam throw the ball a lot more. Cam. Is thirty years old. He's born May eleventh, nineteen eighty nine. Thirty years old. So he's he's, he's a get, service. He's getting up there old, too. Bro. Now you know, like running backs, you know they age around thirty. You know people want to start throwing them out. Quarterbacks they tend to last a little longer. But Cam Newton, being that running quarterback, he ain't Brady. He ain't Brady. He hasn't been sitting in that yeah. clean pocket. He's been taking hits his whole career. So I would say Cam's more along the lines of like a thirty two year old. I would say put two more years on him. Man, he's yeah. out there like Rocky Balboa, man. You heard him talk. There, there, are, there are some serviceable, uh, or not some serviceable. There are some uh, pretty, pretty notable names on the injury report for both teams. Actually, luckily with the Buccaneers, only person on the injury report as of right now, Justin Evans, Blaine Gabbert, questionable. Evans is on the IR. Yeah, he's on the IR, so he's not, he's not even going to make this list. Um, for the Carolina Panthers, uh, Rashawn Galden, questionable safety. Uh, Bruce Irvin questionable uh greg little is questionable and so is said tight end the blanket greg olson so uh some, some notable guys there especially those last three guys some notable guys here questionable as of today the 10th um that's only two days away man. Gordon was was listed as questionable yesterday uh, the buccaneers are seven point underdogs mm, touchdown no respect over under for the game, I guess point wise is forty nine and a half points. So they they do think that there's going to be some points scored from both teams. I think that's what it was for the Bucks game against the 49ers, like 40, 49, 50 yeah. points. So they, so. They, they they do th- feel like some some points are going to be made. Uh, <coughs> some team stats here uh, so far. Game one, uh, obviously Bucks only averaged seventeen points a game because that's what we got. Panthers twenty seven um, points allowed. They allowed thirty. We allowed thirty one. So right around the same same amount. Um, total yards, we had 315. They had 366. 
That's also with a couple of, and I didn't really watch, like, I mean, I see some of the red zone stuff, but for our game, we did have, what, two of those nice plays to Cameron Break called back, you know, the, the, the O.J. Howard fumble that, you know, lost us some possession time, some things like that. So I say pretty close total yards. I mean, you're talking about 50 yards, give or take. Um, passing, 194 to 239, fairly close. Rushing 121 to 127, six yard difference. Yeah. Um, yards allowed, we only gave up 264. They gave up 352. About a hundred yard difference there. I would say, I will say that the L.A. Rams is a, offense is a lot more tailored, and you know knows what they're doing compared to the 49ers offense. So I feel you. I, I think um, the the Carolina Panthers are a little bit better match coming into this weekend. Pa- Passing yards, pretty much close. Uh, we gave up 166. They gave up 186, so only 20 yards difference there. Um, rushing yards allowed. We had a significantly better um, average against. Um, but, I, but I do feel the Rams got a better running attack. We, we held them to 98 yards. They did 166. Uh, that is a bright spot. If you look at that, the yeah. Rams were able to move the ball and run the ball with both running backs, Gurley and uh, Malcolm Brown. So that is a positive a for a guy like Ronald Jones yep. to come in here and maybe be, continue what he uh, did against the 49ers. And, and I hope, hopefully, he does because we will need him for ball control and the whole on the ball. I agree. Um, ESPN, the four letter network, has their uh, matchup predictor as. Carolina, 69.1% probability to win. Your boys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 30.6 with a 0.2% chance to tie. You know what? I might have to renege on that, man, because we do horrible. It's not renege. It's renege. Renege is is racist. It's renege. Renege. It's okay. okay. I say renege, too. My wife always calls me out for it. My bad, man. Yeah, I'm racist. It's okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> but nah, I'm gonna hold it down though. But Thursday nights we do horrible on Thursday. Listen, night. I'm prime not, time. Uh, I do don't garbage. think Craig's gonna hold you to it either. It's, I'm not. It's not I'm only not gonna hold it to us you. that does horrible. Literally, I think what every game that was played on Thursday night last year, with the exception of maybe like two games. All the, All the road teams, teams got hey beat. teams are coming off short week. There's injuries. There's game plan. Yeah. Teams aren't as prepared. I mean, if you're playing Thursday night football, if you get a Thursday night football game within the first like two weeks, you're I still think fresh enough. I, I think you're you're decent enough. I think I think right now is like the the, the boundary point. Yeah. Honestly, like week two, like if you get past that, like week three, week four, I think guys are still banged up and like yeah. players hate Thursday night football. Yeah. Coaches hate Thursday night football. It's and, an NFL money making machine. And that's one thing that I think that in the CBA, if I was a player, I take you know they're, they're they're talking about short. You know they don't want to do the eighteen game season or whatever. I'd want to eliminate Thursday night games because first of all they just suck. I don't they know really if they'll do. do it, man. It's just too much money. It's millions and millions of dollars just for one uh, for sixteen games a year. It is. I mean, it's so much money. We can only pray, but uh, you know, I I guess game breakdown. I, I think the keys for the Bucks obviously is like you said, stop McCaffrey, stop McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean that defense too for Carolina is nothing uh, to see that I mean, as well. Luke Kuechly is the man. He's uh, still playing. He, uh, he, first ballot Hall of Famer, yeah, baby. He's a he's he a, is, a he's, he's a, a Pro he's a Bowl beast. linebacker. They got a really good linebacking core there. Luke Kuechly, Shaq Thomas. Um, good front seven, Kwan Shore, Gerald McCoy, Gerald I mean, McCoy, Bruce Irvin. We don't know if he's gonna play yet. Uh, what do you, What do you think Gerald did last week for his first game as a Carolina Panther? Three tackles. I say five tackles. 
Five tackles, huh? He couldn't get five tackles in three games with the Buccaneers. How the hell is he going to get five tackles in one game with the Maybe I mean, Carolina They run Panthers. the ball a lot over there. All right. Right. Maybe he got All a tackle. Right. The, he, How many tackles did he get? He had one tackle. One tackle. <laughs> he got, where's that Beck loser bed? <laughs> he got one tackle. Yeah, one tackle. <laughs> cue that, cue that hey, tackle. how much did they pay him? For that one tackle, um, I don't know. I'm not very good at math, but uh, who? What he got? Nine million for nine the year. Nine million for the year. Um, I would say one game. Uh, carry the five. I don't know, carry like five hundred thousand dollars for, for that, that one, one tackle. tackle. That's an expensive tackle. Expensive tackle. For uh, sure. Was it a tackle for a loss? So let's get to these over unders. Over unders. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's start here with the Panthers. McCaffrey. Um, our keys to success for keys all of us is a, is a stop. Yeah, that's key to life is just to stop run CMC. Uh, so McCaffrey last week had 209 total yards. Total yards. Total yards against a good L.A. Rams defense. This week I set the over-under at McCaffrey. Total 150. yards, 150. Craig, I will start with you. What do you think uh, McCaffrey is going to do? Man, give me the, over under, and then give me the number for of total, total yards. It's, it's for total. It's, it's the division opponent. Um, I, I I don't know if he's gonna necessarily have the same kind of game against us as he did with the Rams. Even though I do think the Rams' defense is pro- probably better than us. You know, I I can't argue with that one. Um, but like I said, division opponent, so we see them a little bit more, so we know a little bit more of of them as a team because we see them consistently. I'm gonna say over. Not by much. I'm going to say 165. Okay. Eddie, uh, what do you say? Over, under, and give me your number of total yards for Christian McCaffrey against the Bucks this Thursday night. I'm Keys to success, man. we got to have the under. So I'm going to go under. Okay. And what's, what's, your, uh, what's your number? Under 150. 119. 119. Mm. If we do that, I, I'm going to be rejoicing even if we get get a loss, honestly. If we're able to stop him and keep him under 125 total I think, yards. I think we got the speed to match him. Okay. Right. Big, I like man. that. I like that. But I am a realist, as you all know. I am going to take the over as well. He got 209 on a very good defense in the Rams. Got a lot more pieces, a lot more cohesiveness over there. They've been playing in the system for a while. The Bucks, brand new offense, brand new defense. I think that's going to hurt McCaffrey. Yes, we do have speed to side to side sideline, but this guy can can take over a game whether he's single coverage, double team, triple team. This guy finds a way to get the ball and and get an open space and when he does, he's very dangerous. I'm going to say 180 total yards. Okay. Over. Going over. Next on the over under list for this week against the Panthers, Jameis Winston, going back to last week, three total interceptions. Here we go. Uh, this week I set the over-under at a a one-interception improvement at two interceptions. I'll start with you, Eddie. Over-under, two interceptions for Jameis Winston. I'm going to go under, one. All right, Craig? I'm going to match that. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with you guys on this one and say under as well and go with one. I think... Uh, I think he curbs his his interceptions, but I think that he might have a fumble. Okay. But we're all on the same page with Winston getting it under control and having just one interception. Uh, next one is also a Jameis Winston question, and that is Jameis Winston two TDs. This last week he just had one against the 49ers. 
Better defense with the Panthers. Does Jameis throw over or under two TDs, Eddie? Over. Three. Three TDs. Okay, so that's a three touchdown yep. to one TD. Okay. Craig, I'll what do you say? Catch him now, too. are we only doing passing TDs or just TDs in general? Because um, we'll I mean, because I mean, he's a big dude, right. so I mean, we can Listen. say like maybe a goal line QB. Yeah, yeah. He's had like years that. where he's had four to five touchdowns rushing, so I will make it a total TD, two TDs total. I'm gonna go. I mean, the, to be real with you, if, if the Bucks are gonna beat the Carolina Panthers, which is what we're hoping for, they're gonna have to put up some points. Um, I, I kind of like Eddie's number at three. All right. Are they gonna wear their color rush jerseys? I don't think so. Actually, Thursday, it is a Thursday well, night thing. What, what do you have? One and the, and the and the push is two. Uh, the push would be two. It's two. Because hmm. I'm trying to think. <sighs> Let me go with the push because I think we might get some running, if, some scoring in the in the running game. We might see Rojo with like a touchdown or two. All right, uh, over under two and two TDs for Jameis. I think he uh, I think he turns it around a little bit, uh, a little more comfortable with a game under his belt. I'm going to take the push as well. I don't think he gets three, but I think he will get at least two this weekend. Three would be a really good game, especially when I just have him throwing one interception. That'd be an excellent game. Next one is Mike Evans. Uh, last week. Only two catches, 28 yards, feeling a little under the weather. Been sick for the last week and a half. Hopefully he'll be better for Thursday night's game, even though it's on a short week. Uh, I've got Mike Evans, 75 yards over under Eddie. I'll start with you. Definitely over that. Of course, I knew that. How many Definitely yards? Definitely over, 125. 125. Uh, I'll take the next one. I will also take the over. Mike's struggle a lot with James Bradbury, but – just like when Mike struggled against Lattimore from the Saints that one year, the next year he came out and just, just demolished him, just smashed him. Like I feel like Mike feeds off of this stuff. Uh, yeah, he did. That was the year before when he got dominated. So I'm going to take the over as well. I'm not going to say he goes over 100 yards. I'm going to say 95 yards. Craig, what say you over under 75 yards for Mike Evans? I'm going to go over. I think he's going to bounce back this week. Um, I think he's probably getting some Pedialyte in the system, and you know some of those some, some vitamins and minerals and medicine and some of that Ebor yeah. City chicken soup. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He, nah, he going to the Columbia getting that Spanish bean soup. Yeah. Um, I I think that uh, w- w- would you say 125? 125. Man. I said I think 95. He's gonna have a big game, bro. I'm gonna split you guys in the middle. I'm gonna go 107. 107. Ooh. All right, next one on the list is Cam Newton, three total TDs. Total, now, total TDs for Cam Newton against the Buccaneers on Thursday night. I'll start with you, Eddie. I'm going to go for the push on that. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Craig? I'm going to say under with two. All right, I will also take the under. I'm going to go two as well for Cam Newton, total touchdowns. I think if the touchdowns come... Uh, they might come in the form of a little white boy running them. Uh, <laughs> next one on the list is Gerald McCoy returning. I shouldn't say returning. The Bucks are playing them in Carolina. So, but this will be the first game the Bucks play Gerald McCoy. Uh, he is going to be arguably probably the hypest he's been in many years to play a football game. Um, Gerald McCoy over under one and a half sacks. Craig, I'll start with you. I'm gonna go under with zero. I like it. Eddie. I'm going to go under one. I think he's going to get one sack. Okay. 
Um, you know what? I'm also going to take that as well. I'm going to go under, and I'm going to go one as well. I think he does get to the quarterback. I think he he wants to get to the quarterback very very badly. Kind of like Quan Alexander. He was a little we didn't uh, talk about that. Kind of jumped the gun a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that real quick. Don't forget about uh, it. Penalty called. Uh, I think it was second quarter. Quan Alexander, James Winston. Uh, Leading with his helmet when he was uh, going for a quarterback dive, clearly on the ground, and then he comes in and spears him with his helmet right in his helmet. Yep. Uh, and then who got came kicked right, out of the game. Who came running to uh, Winston's defense? Marpet. Marpet and Mike Evans. Mike both Evans, of them. too. Boy. Next one on the list uh, over under 300 total yards from the Bucks defense, meaning that they give up over under 300 yards. Last week we were held under. Uh, we held the San Francisco 49ers under 200-something uh, yards. Under 300, it was like, what, 276? Yeah. Do we do the same for the Carolina Panthers? I'm going to stay under, and right. uh, I'm going to go 275. All right. Eddie, what say you over under total yards for the over. Carolina Panthers? I say over, and they're going to do about 330. All right. I'm on the same page with Eddie. I think they're going to be able to move the ball a lot better than the San Francisco 49ers did. Definitely get over 300 yards. Uh, I'm going to say 350. Okay. I think Christian's going to put up some yards, and, and Cam might put up a couple too. Um, next one on the list, Bucks last weekend. Only had one turnover. We had it over under of two. So I'm going to copy last week. And put it, set it as two this week. Two turnovers for the Bucks D over under Craig. I'll start with you. I'm gonna take the push on this one. I think they're gonna improve. I mean, we did have uh, the one interception, um, but I think they're gonna build on that. I mean, there's there's gonna be some fumbles that are gonna be caused. There's gonna be some some interceptions. So I, I think two is a solid number for the this week. Excuse me. I think it'll build us up on uh, from last week. Eddie, over three. Okay. I'm going to take the under and go with one. Okay. One turnover. I don't think the Bucks defense is quite there yet, even though we've been talking them up, getting a lot of pressure and everything, but pressure's one thing, sacks are another thing, forcing fumbles, forcing quarterback yes. into interceptions and such. Uh, that's yet to be determined. We need to we need to get to, to the to the Bucks or to Cam Newton and get some get him on the ground and get some sacks. So that leads me to my next one, my last one over under for this week and that's the Bucks three sacks last week we had one lowly sack two if you want to count Jordan Whiteheads they got called back for a penalty but this week we're going to set it at three three sacks for the Buccaneers over under Craig start with you I'm going to go I want to take the push on this one I think we'll get three sacks you're such a pusher see how many pushes one two three four three pushes such a hey, what's your favorite song by Salt and Pepper? Push it, push it, push it. Eddie, three <sighs> sacks for the Bucks over under. I think the way this game's gonna go, man, I'm gonna go over. I think they're gonna move the ball a lot, but the Bucks are gonna come up with big plays against them. How many? I'm gonna go with four. Four sacks. Four sacks. I think he's gonna try to sneak out and sass. I think Sue's gonna get one. Devin White's gonna get one. Zach's gonna go one. Watch. Why? Why? Why do you gotta predict my stuff like that? I just, I just knew. You. I, just, I think I, they're gonna have a bigger game against. I the seen Panthers. the hamster wheel turning inside that brain. Uh, I'm, I'm also gonna go with under. I'm gonna go with two. Um, 
I think the Bucks improve. Get he, pressure on Cam, but he I just changed it because I called him out. He did. No, dude. I was gonna go. <clears throat> I was, was gonna go to, his note. I just wasn't gonna go for the push. <clears throat> I'm just not gonna go for the push or the over. I don't think they're gonna get that much pressure on Cam, and that leads us to the last little segment of the night, which is the game predictions for the Carolina Panthers and Buccaneers. I had to, I had to cue my song again, oh, bro. Man. Okay, yeah. I, I hope that's not for me because last week I, I won. Well, so we're, we're getting towards the end of the show. I'm so the winner, know. baby. Yeah. Uh, so who hit. wants to start? Huh? It's past. I, I thought we just started. It's past. Man, it's eight thirty, man. Is it really? Yeah. We could run this. We could run this shit till nine. I'm telling we, we, you. We, we're, we're twerking it. I'm about um, to get two tall boys next week. All right, Eddie. How about we start with you, Eddie? What's your prediction for this week? I'm going to go 38-31, Tampa Bay. Wow. Craig, what do you say? 28-24, Carolina. You like that 28-24, huh? You picked that last week, too. Sounds good. Um, I'm going to go with a familiar score. I'm going to go 31-17, Carolina. You can't use my number. I already used 31 for Carolina. Ah. <sighs> I think I'll have another winner in my belt next week. Well, hopefully I won't be this an guy. Extra, an extra point as well because I'm going to be the closest and I'm going to get the win. Hopefully I won't be this guy next week. But let's hope uh, me and Craig are wrong and the Bucks can go into Carolina and dominate so and come both, out with both, a win. Both of you are taking and, Carolina? And not be a Beck. Yeah, you're the only one taking them. What does he say there? Sore Lupetador? I'm a loser, baby. So what? No, it's not luchador. Yeah. Is it luchador? Nah, soy un perdedor. I'm a loser in Spanish. Okay, soy un luchador. Okay. Perdedor. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we got I'm, our. I'm a luchador. I'm a oh. luchador. <laughs> <laughs> He's out there Rick flaring, boy. Woo! Uh, I'm over here looking it up too. Yeah. Oh, what, what it is? What it actually is? I'm sure he's right. Yeah, that's what I it mean, is, we man. got a Hispanic man right here. I'm pretty Bro, sure man, he knows Spanish when he hears it. I used to jam this song back in the day. Yeah, what, back at Booker w- Middle. W- what did you say? Soy un what? Perdedor. Yep. Yep. Perdedor. Not looks a like, predator. Uh, it almost looks like soy un predator, though. It does. It does. <laughs> oh, it's un predator. <laughs> Are you 14, baby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of predator like, like predator, predator. Oh. <laughs> Can you please have a seat? <laughs> I got some Johnny Ranchers cuz, Baba. <laughs> this has been another edition of Buck That Podcast. Join us next week. Same great time, same great place. Probably extend it again because, um, you know, it's the season. We got plenty to talk about. Hopefully yeah, let's just plan on 8.30. Yeah, Listeners. 8.30-ish. 8.30-ish. And plan for a win next week, guys. Man, we're going to win this, man. Well, if according to Eddie, we're going to win. We're going to win. I ain't trying to cut my hair. Hey, the- just know, though, I might be predicting the Bucks to lose. It doesn't mean when I'm sitting at home, I'm rooting for them to lose. I'm just as mad as you everybody are. else. You don't even hold no Buck stuff, man. Man, you're yeah. probably a Patriots fan with Derek. Listen, I ain't going to throw him on, 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 under the bus, but I think he ordered a Richard Sherman jersey. I'm just saying. With that being said, we're out of here. For Zach, for Eddie, I'm your boy Craig. Peace out.